You're listening to Wait On Purpose Podcast, the show for single women who want to overcome emotional discomfort with being single, understand the fear of being alone, and transform it to self-love while celebrating this season with joy, purpose, and passion. Each week, we'll explore topics on how to optimize your season of singleness and become who you want to attract. Now, here's your host, Tracy Noel, the introverted empath. Imagine going to a five-star restaurant, sitting next to a beautiful blue waterfront with white sand. And this restaurant is known for its food. It has the best chefs and an amazing atmosphere. Now you've waited your whole life for this moment because you've heard great things about the food and you are finally able to see what all the fuss is about. So as you enter the softly lit restaurant, there is soft and beautiful music playing from a live quartet consisting of a violin, maybe a piano, maybe some cello and standing bass. And there's a beautiful water fountain in the middle of the entrance. The water flowing from it seems to be glistening like some type of celestial light. The chandelier is made of Swarovski crystals which reflect the lights of the golden koi pond beneath it. The artwork is exquisite as they all consist of oil-based paintings and extract interpretations with these rich deep colors of purples and reds and golds. I mean, you find yourself admiring this, this artwork as you walk through the restaurant. The decor is elegant and lux- luxurious and you immediately feel like you may be dressed a little bit too casual for the atmosphere, but you still feel confident and you still feel comfortable. The waiters are dressed in crispy white tuxedos as if they are preparing for a wedding. One notices you and immediately greets you and escorts you to your seat. You think to yourself, wow, that was pretty quick. I didn't have to wait too long. So far, so good. So your table is covered with a beautiful white tablecloth with gold trimmings, expensive flatware dipped in gold with a beautiful centerpiece of the most beautiful and vibrant orchids that you have ever seen. You're handed a menu with your name printed in gold leaf 
calligraphy. Wow, I feel special here, you think to yourself. I mean, you are taken aback to the special treatment that you are given. You feel special. You take your time to order, even though, I mean, your mouth is watering for something now, you still take your time. And for a few minutes, you take in this beautiful atmosphere of this restaurant, and you notice the large windows exposing the beautiful, lush, lush scenery outside. You notice the detailed and sculpted architecture that gives this restaurant a very warm and charming, yet elegant feel. There is a beautiful breeze and you can hear the waves crashing against the shore. I mean, you really come to appreciate it in all its splendor. You also notice many of the other patrons are eating and they're enjoying the atmosphere as well. A lot of them are booed up, you know, you there by yourself, but you feel good feel good so the waiter appears and you order your food you order a four course meal and a glass of wine you carefully choose a mouth-watering appetizer I don't know maybe some bruschetta or something right made with some high quality ingredients with balsamic vinegar and lemon zest you also order a fresh garden salad you order your favorite dish for the main course, maybe a well-done steak with side of fresh vegetables and potatoes and a delectable dessert, right? That may consist of maybe some cheesecake or I don't know for me, banana pudding or peach cobbler. <laughs> but once the waiter leaves, after taking your order, you know, you take out your phone, you got a little time to spare and you browse through your Facebook timeline. You know, as you go down your timeline, you comment on a few posts here from family and friends, maybe a few eye rolls, laughs and so forth. Of course, you have to take a selfie, right? With a caption that says, I'm cute and I know it. I'm here at the most beautiful place I've ever been with the most amazing atmosphere. Hashtag team single. Hashtag date yourself. Hashtag self love. <laughs> Is that just me? <laughs> but after about 45 minutes, you notice that you have been waiting for a pretty long time now and you notice everyone around you is eating, even though you ordered before them. That's not fair, you think to yourself. When is my food going to arrive? I ordered before these people. So an hour passes, and by this time, you are hangry. I mean, you hungry and angry. So you call over the waiter to tell him that your weight is inexcusable. How dare they? In your most professional and passive aggressive voice, you say, excuse me, sir. I've been waiting for over an hour for my food. I see everyone else has been served 
they are licking their fingers and they are smacking their lips and I haven't even been served a piece of bread. What's up, bruh? So the waiter looks at you with a slight smile and you can see a hint of compassion in his eyes as he softly tells you. <clears throat> Please be patient because what you ordered is considered one of our special orders. The other people here ordered simple things. That's why they are eating before you because it didn't take too much to prepare. But you, ma'am, oh, yes, you, ma'am, you have ordered something that would take the chef a little more time to prepare. We want to ensure that it's perfect just for you. So we ask... <laughs> We ask for a little bit more time. <laughs> so please, with the answer coming from the Barry White wannabe waiter, you decide to wait patiently for your food. It better be good, too, you think to yourself. But when the food arrives, it's just how the waiter described, but better. You feel anxious and excited all at the same time. The food looked like it was made with love and the smell leaves you drooling in anticipation. You bless your food and you take your time savoring each course rather than rushing through it. The appetizer is cooked to perfection and leaves you wanting more. The salad is fresh and it leaves you feeling invigorated. Oh, the main course. Oh, it leaves you so impressed as it is the most delicious meal you have ever ate. And the dessert. Oh, the dessert is so delectable. You find yourself licking your fingers. You almost lick the plate, but you realize where you are. But if no one was there, you probably would have licked that plate. That's how good that food was. So by the time you leave the restaurant, you find yourself satisfied and fulfilled and full. You are so grateful the chef took her time to prepare and cook your food to perfection. Now you understand and appreciate the weight. So the five-star restaurant represents your life. The chef is God. The waiters are your spirit guides, your friends and family. The menu is your life map, and the flatware are the tools and resources to help you navigate your journey as a single woman. Each course is a core area of your life that will leave you full, 
of purpose. And those are the areas that we will focus on during this podcast. They consist of the appetizer, self-care, self-love, self-development, health and wellness. The salad course represents your finances, your career. The main course represents your spiritual connection to self and your relationship with God. And the dessert represents your interpersonal relationships and your life experiences, in your life experiences, sorry. You see, you are waiting on purpose because there are lessons and ideas that divine source or spirit or God or universe, whatever you want to call it, there's something that God wants you to master before your lifelong partner arrives. In fact, God is preparing your partner for you as well because it is going to take a special person to grow and build with you. You just can't have anybody. So can you trust the way, like even when you see everyone around you is eating and enjoying their four-course meals, can you appreciate that the chef is back there taking her time to prepare your meals specially for you? And when you receive it, it's going to be worth the wait. You see, I really believe that you have the power to live the best version of yourself. It takes work and patience with yourself. But I'm willing to bet anything that you will grow and you'll have many breakthroughs that you can celebrate in this season of singleness. You know what? You'll even have some breakdowns. But that's okay, because that's going to build your character, build who you are. So, hey loves, I am Tracy, and I will be your host of Wait on Purpose. And so Wait on Purpose is all about optimizing your season of singleness in a way that brings on this massive growth, this massive healing and development. You see, the goal is to become who we want to attract. So I'm a life and health coach. Um, I do some blogging here and there. I'm a single mother of two of the most beautiful and dynamic young kings. Look, what Mike Epps say, single women always talk about young kings. (laughs) But most importantly, I'm a student of life. And I am extremely excited to share what I've been cooking up in the kitchen for this podcast. And it is so overdue, y'all. I've been wanting to do this for years, but fear has kept me from doing this. Fear of failing, fear of judgment and criticism, fear of putting my all into something and it not being good enough. You know, anytime you create something and share it with others, it brings on this vulnerability because people are going to judge and criticize and form an opinion on it. And those opinions are not always going to be what you want to hear. And if you're not careful, you can really take it personal and cause you to question who you are. But anytime you create something, you're going to be sensitive about it. And I knew that going in. 
So I don't have this expensive equipment or a fancy studio. I'm recording these episodes and future episodes in my two-bedroom apartment, sometimes in my office, right? I don't have a platform or a lot of followers. I'm not a celebrity or an expert. I created this podcast so I can step outside of my comfort zone and challenge myself. I'm an introvert, and I wanted to step outside of my comfort zone. I have allowed fear of being judged and criticized and failing keep me in my comfort zone too long, and that's not serving me or anyone that I was put on this earth to serve. Because you see, I've been through some things. And I'm happy I don't look like what I've been through, but I have a story and I want to share it. So I created this podcast to share my experiences, to share the joys and the struggles of being a survivor, being a single woman, a single mother, right? My hopes that is that I connect with others who are in their season of singleness, My hopes is to connect with others who don't see the gift in this season, who may be questioning their worth, right? I simply listened to that inner voice within me that told me to create this podcast. It was that same inner voice that told me to finally leave that abusive relationship. It was the same inner voice that told me to start writing the book is the same inner voice that we all have that we ignore more than we should. You see, we live in a society where getting married is seen as like this ultimate success for a woman, right? So it's so hard for us to grasp as single women that this is a very powerful and important and very sacred season of our life. Like, this is a season to break barriers and to uncover and heal past hurts and disappointments. This is a time to tap into those limited beliefs that has kept us stuck, self-sabotaging ourselves and repeating these vicious cycles. It's time to forgive not only others, but ourselves. This is a season to unpack the baggage that we've been carrying from relationship to relationship. Baggage that we have been carrying from childhood that's stuffed with every experience that we have ever faced. It's a time to take our self-love to a deeper level. We can build strong foundations right now. We can set the tone. We can plant seeds in all the areas of our life that will bring on massive growth in who we are and how we show up in this world. You see, I truly believe, I have actually experienced that when we take this time, this time when we're single, to work on ourselves from the inside out, we start to shift the paradigm Like things shift in who we are and how we show up in the world. And we start to discover that, hold on, we are God's best ideas. We even start to attract different type of people who are on the same frequency as which we are vibrating. 
and especially as single mothers, it's extremely important to take our time and be conscious and aware and intentional on who we are allowing in our space because they will eventually share the same space as our children. So to go from asking myself, okay, why am I single? What is wrong with me? To actually optimizing this season and being genuinely, this ain't no friend, genuinely content with this season and I am optimizing it by working on myself and healing, exploring who I am, discovering my triggers, establishing my boundaries and standards. This has been life-changing for me. I'm not the same person that I was when I lost my virginity, nor am I the same person that I was when I had my second child. Me working on myself, like really doing that hard work has really eliminated a lot of unnecessary stress, feelings from my life. And during this journey of self-discovery and self-realization, I've discovered three things worth mentioning because I bet you can relate to it. Number one, I am God's best idea, period. I have a purpose and everything I've been through was to build up my character. It was never to break me, never to break me, from homelessness to domestic violence to poverty to depression. It was to build me up. Number two, my thoughts and my beliefs create my reality in everything I see in my life right now. Good or bad has been a manifestation of my limited beliefs and my choices whether I made those choices consciously or subconsciously, I made them. And I can't blame or point the finger to anyone but myself. And the last thing is that I have the power to change it. I have the power to create a life that I want, that I desire, that I deserve. God made me a co-creator and that is the most freeing and empowering thing to be a co-creator and I'm not gonna lie it can be so challenging to be single I'm not gonna sit up here and lie challenging as hell especially when you can't open a jar of something <laughs> like a jar of pickles or jelly and all, that's when it creeps in. Not when you land in bed by yourself watching Netflix. Not when you have to bring about a million grocery bags in or pump your gas or fix stuff around the house. No, it don't creep in then. Singleness creeps in when you try to open something, then you're like, damn, why am I single? Why? <laughs> and then you uh, you send down in the shower with the jar, trying to open it, crying, talking about, I don't want to be an independent woman that don't need no man no more. <laughs> I don't want to be that no more. <laughs> I need some man. <laughs> but seriously, it can be challenging, challenging to say the least right and every once in a while you start 
thinking that you, maybe you should settle for dude over there. Like, maybe I should settle. Right? <laughs> so it can be challenging. And, you know, I've been abstaining from sex for the last three years. And I promise it's, it's, it's by choice. It's not for it. So, you know, don't judge me. No, I don't need a thermometer. Yes, I'm okay. A little moody. Snappy sometimes, but <laughs> I'm good. And although it has took a lot for me, it has took a lot to abstain this long. Like, um, what's his name? Toby Nwigwi for the culture. What he say um, in the song called Heat Rock? He say, um, um, I practice abstinence to dodge Satan. I'm I'm cool with waiting, but swear it took revelations in Genesis. Matter of fact, a whole biblical compilation, the defense of Gary Payton and hella spiritual patrons to help me. Because <laughs> I was trying to GTD like Tommy on season two, probably episode 16 of Martin. Man, R.I.P. Tommy Ford, but please check that episode just to see how much more I put in every score I pen. I scrubbed the floor with men who say they rap, but really industry whores within. I'm done. Bring the chorus back in. But ain't no chorus, though. <laughs> no, but for real, it took a lot, like revelations and reading the Bible. Like, it took a whole lot of defense of Gary Page. Just have that willpower and discipline. Um, but I feel like I, I feel like I, this is what I want. Like, this is what I need to do. I, I want to break these soul ties and I want to attract a man that is good for me mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. So I have no qualms with waiting, especially if I'm walking in my purpose and towards my purpose, I feel like I'm good. And when you've been in when you've been in abusive relationships, physically abusive relationships, it can leave some insecurities, and I, I don't feel like that would be fair to bring to the table with a good man, right? So it started off as like this protest, right? <laughs> like one man, like he hurt my little feelings, and I'm like, you know what? I'm cutting everything and everybody off. Ain't nobody getting this Yanni. Nobody. I think I cut myself off for a little bit. Like, I threw away all my toys. I was tripping over that dude. And I was going to make us all suffer. Like, we was all going to suffer up in this, up in this piece. <laughs> but after a while, it turned into healing. I started learning about soul ties. I stopped smoking cigarettes. I, uh, like, I just, I just went through this. I think it was like when I turned 33 years old, right? And it just started turning into a, a season of healing. So not only did I stop smoking cigarettes, I stopped having sex. Um, I started working out more. Like, I, you know, stopped smoking weed. Like, I went through this whole uh, shift. And it just turned into this introspection of why was I attracting like these physically abusive, unavailable, and unemotionally detached, broken, and insecure men. They were fine, but they were very insecure. And I started learning like, okay, people are mirrors. 
So instead of asking why they didn't see my worth, I started asking why I didn't see my own worth. Like, where did it start? Did it start from when my father died when I was three or when my mother died when I was eight? I had to go deep. I had to go back and uncover some ugly truths about myself so that I could start healing. And so I was revealing and healing, revealing and healing. Because I was getting tired. Like I was I was just getting tired of getting involved and invested and so tied very deeply with these men so quickly, only to discover that I ain't even like his ass. Right? I mean, some months would go by and I'm like, ugh, I can't grow with him. I came off my throne for this. For this peasant, and no, I'm just playing, but I ain't coming off this throne no more. Ladies, we ain't coming off our throne no more. But by the time I got that epiphany that I didn't even like his ass, I was already digmatized. <laughs> Look it up. So I stayed in a lot of relationships that just wasn't good for my soul. And it left some scars and it took some pieces of me that I'm, I'm, that I'm building back in this season. So look, there are a lot of great podcasts out there with amazing content, some of which I will share with you. But one of the ways that makes this podcast different is the fact that I will be coming from a very raw and authentic and transparent place because this is still my journey. I'm still single. I'm still healing. I'm still growing. I'm still trying to figure this out. So we in this together, okay? We all we got. CMB, am I my sister's keeper? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> so this would be like sitting down, having dinner with an old friend who supports and stretches you, who will keep it funky with you and tell you the truth, someone who's going to make you laugh, someone who has your best interests at heart. Someone who is weird and quirky, but look, I'm always rooting for you. And I'll even pick up the tab so you keep your money in your pocket. And it's no coincidence that you are here. Like we connected for a reason. It's a divine connection. There's something that you need to hear from this podcast. And it may be the first episode or the 11th episode or the 111th episode. But it's something that you need to hear. I like to learn and I like to discover and uncover ancient wisdom that has been practiced by our ancestors. And I like to cook it up and serve it in a way that can be swallowed in, in bite-sized pieces and digested properly. That will be like food for your soul. So that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to stop right here. Promise me you will come back and break bread with me. This is just my first episode. I want to go deeper into the four-course meal before I start getting into these topics. Um, you know, I created this four-course meal in response of me coming out of a season of homelessness. That was me, again, listening to that inner voice. And I'll share that with you in the next episode. Um, this podcast will be fun. It will be entertaining, informative. There will be reflections and action steps that you can use in a practical way um, 
in a spiritual way, um, there will be some goals and challenges that would encourage habit change. Like we're trying to change habits. And I even have connections and interviews with women who are optimizing their season of singleness. I mean, bosses, mothers, CEOs, they're building their queendoms and they are walking boldly in this season. And every now and then I'll have a special guest of a man um, or men that will come in and give us their perspective on a few topics that we have as single women. So it'd be really dope to kind of get their perspective. Um, so I have a lot of treats for you. So you come back now, you hear? And I want to leave you with this one question. This one reflection question. Are you willing to trust the weight? Love this episode on Weight on Purpose? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Until next time.